Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Tanana. Tanana who? Tanana shoe. What is it? A podcast. What's it about? It's comedy development? Who's in it? Albert? Albert who? Albert Estergaard. What's he do? It orbits him. He say that? Yeah, he says that. I still don't get it or know what you're saying. Well, too, is to a higher degree than is desirable, permissible, or possible. It's excessive, or sometimes inclusive. Nana, nana, universal mocking, often chanted, accompanied with pointing. And shoo, 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 shoo. It's polite, it's direct, and it's single-syllable onomatopoeia for fuck off. This is episode 58, take 5, an empty chamber, and a game of Russian roulette. And I know, it's 58 again. What? Weird, right? Wrong. That's just how I count. 56, 58, 58, fuck you. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Counting clearly doesn't work, and I didn't catch my mistake until I'd posted it. It had been, like, even a day or two after. And it just had to be the week that I did a promo video, so now I gotta live with that mistake forever. Unless I decide to get rid of it, which I probably won't. Da-da, da-da-do-da. Do you guys like music? Do you like when comedians or people that are speaking ask obvious questions to elicit emotional response? Well, you're in luck. I got something in the works. Imagine 50 Cent. Nah, nah. And it's 50. It's 50. Some mumbles about a titty. That's not what I've got in the works, but I do have something. So shh until then. I'm making bagels now. That's what I'm doing for work. I'm a bagel man. I got a good part-time gig that's good so far. It's hit a lot of marks in ways that I want them to, and hopefully it's not gonna get to the point where I get overworked and burnt out on it if I'm able to keep it part-time like I would like to. And it'll allow me to do some other things midday or at night or... With my days off, when I find what's appropriate, hopefully getting back into getting on stage doing stand-up. I fell into this bagel making in a very flow-of-the-universe kind of way. It was just a good accumulation of noticing things that were happening and saying something in the right way at the right time. And so far, it's maintaining that which I like. I like that a lot. I don't believe in the destiny or anything like that, but when this stuff happens, when there's that flow of things lining up, it makes me feel better about them. I put in the effort to have that flow in my life when it's not there organically, to try and cultivate that, to find and inspire that. What's funny, though, is thinking about episode four Way back in the beginning of this Tunana Shoe thing, the fourth episode I had done, where I finally got into like a really good flow and came up with 
to this day is one of my favorite jokes that I've written. I consider it to be like one of my first real jokes that I actually like thought about, developed, structured in a way that I hadn't yet. It was about a bagel and it was like 10 minutes long, so I'm not going to recount the entire thing. But basically, I was talking about fucking a bagel. Well, I was using talking about wanting to fuck a bagel as a means of explaining how the mindset of a man works. Most men. I'd just like to state for the record now that no, I am not fucking any of the bagels yet. And I wouldn't fuck them, even if I could. Even though at the point when we're boiling the bagels and they come out of the water and they've puffed up, They're all plump and shiny and wet and hot and steamy. It really just makes me want to take a shower alone. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I gotta say anything about bagels, what I really want to say is that bagels are a lot of work. From someone who's cooked professionally and done a lot of things and does do a lot of things regularly that take a lot of work, that loves bread and dough and working with it and has done a lot of that and still regularly has to feed his own sourdough starter and make some type of bread or pizza or something. Bagels are a lot of work. Even for me, I'm not going to be able to just do bagels easily at home if I want to. It's probably going to be at least a two-day project if I were to do that. So for the good bagel makers out there, when you find them, when you find the bagels that they make and you love them, support them. Go there. Get their bagels. It's worth supporting them. It's a mutually beneficial relationship, and a good bagel is so fucking delicious. I've never had one on the level of what I'm making now, and you don't need, you don't need to toast it, you don't need butter or sour cream or anything, you just put this delicious thing in your mouth and enjoy it. The right amount of crispy and chewy on the outside, soft, light, fluffy on the inside, there's this flavor that only a bagel's gonna have. It's immensely satisfying, especially when you just tear it open with your hands and the way that it crackles and you can hear the tear of the dough. I'm lucky enough to be working with one of, if not the best in Phoenix. They would have to be for me to want to do this and to be as happy as I am doing it so far. I'm not going to share what spot it is at this point until I know more about them and if they would want that type of promotion or being associated with me or the Chananashu podcast. You're just going to have to wonder where. And that's what I've been wondering about turkey eggs. Where are they? Turkey eggs. Yeah, eggs that turkeys lay. Most birds procreate via laying eggs, right? Am I right about that? Do turkeys lay eggs? We've got all this turkey, mainly the breasts, but at least one whole holiday for one whole bird where one gets pardoned and it's televised by the president of the United States and everything. We even have turkey bacon, which sucks. There's all this turkey all the time. And all these other eggs... 
that I've seen chicken and ostrich and emu, big, weird, gross eggs. I've never once seen or heard a thing about a turkey egg. Not once. Never had an offer for, hey, you want to, you want to, you want some of this turkey egg that I got? I'm not saying I need or even want a turkey egg. I just want to know what we're doing with them. They have to be out there. So where are they going? It's got to be somebody's job. Somebody knows and somebody's doing something with these turkey eggs. I had another job offer that was really exciting and inspiring on its own, but also the possibility of it being a real career that I could see and want to do, and a future that could come from that, instead of just this spinning barrel that I've been stuck in. There was no offering this week, unless you've been out there trying to pray it to me. I'm not a god. I know I may seem godly at times and in ways, but I'm not. So if you're going to pray to me, if you're going to kneel down under your bed or next to your bed, making sure the monsters under it don't snag you during this prayer, pray louder because I can't hear you. I don't have two Nana shoe confessional booths that you can go to just yet. Maybe that'll be something I'll do at some point in the future. I keep thinking about this priest, and he's got the shirt, the black shirt with the white collar, but it's tattooed onto him. Having his torso exposed like that is a little bit unseemly, I want to say, but in another way, it's also so much more hardcore, committed. He's always a priest. He doesn't take off his collar or take off his shirt. He's always that priest. If the Tananashu confession booths become a thing, that's the kind of person that I want in there. We're just going to have to keep dead people out of them because people keep dying. People keep dying. That's not a joke. That's not political. It's just informative and encouraging. It'd be bad if they stopped. That could be a movie, if it's not already. I went to a funeral recently, and it was a funeral for a mime. And he had a bunch of his mime friends there, and it was kind of fucked up. Because they didn't get him a casket or anything. They just had him laying there on the ground, and they were all pretending that he was in, like, the box... But then they were throwing real dirt on his face and wiping away fake tears in front of his real family and friends. You're wonderful. You there listening to me right now, you're wonderful. This episode just started to seem a bit glum or dark, so take that glitter that you're wonderful. I think that human interaction is like Minesweeper. And I'll translate that for Generation Z. It was the dumb shit computer game we wasted our time on before Minecraft. Except it was so much less fun. There were just all these 
gray tiles, I guess they were. You buttons, maybe you clicked on them. There was just all this gray, and you'd click in a spot. And when you clicked there, if there wasn't a mine there, then a number would pop up, or a lot of numbers would pop up. And what these numbers told you was that there was a mine near that number. So if there was a number one, one of the tiles that was touching that... Man, this sounds way too complicated to just like verbally explain to someone. So you're going to have to look that up too if you want to know more about it. There's a good bit in here about the difference between the Minesweeper generation and the Minecraft generation. I'm not going to look for it because I kind of like the way that this one's flowing, the spinning chamber. Like the title of this episode, fitting into that as well, Empty Chamber in a Game of Russian Roulette, where one of five, where six is death. See how stupid counting and numbers are? Just make bagels. You do the math because I can. I'll make the bagels. You figure out how to count or make sense of the five or the six, the probability of you getting shot in the head if you were to play Russian roulette or if like when I was a kid we had this really cool cap gun that was actually like metal and it had a chamber that you could pull out and spin I don't know if I need to explain what cap guns are for Gen Z but we used to shoot off five of the caps and then we would play Russian roulette only the you know you're not going to die from getting a pop in the air but it was fun Capcun, Russian Roulette, and Tying Nooses. My teenage years. I'm finally watching Mad Men, and I know I'm super far behind on that and falling in love with Don Draper, but it's a really good show, and it's got me thinking about advertising, which I think I'd be good at, and I've been told I would be good at. Despite how not good I've been with doing it for my own podcast... But I'm learning, and I'm working on it, and I think I'm getting there. And I've had a million-dollar idea, a real game-changer. Live advertising. Get rid of all this pre-recorded, repetitive bullshit. Let the ad company bring you content related to what you're watching or what the previous ad just advertised before then. But most of all, make those fuckers deal with each other and their drama. I'm tired of it being marketed to me and everything else that isn't appealing to me and not having any way of dealing with it because it's in everything. You have to see it everywhere. The only possible benefit of that is the fuck it point. Something one of my friends said that I've been thinking about for the last month or two. The fuck it point, which is exactly what it sounds like when you finally just get to that point where you're just like, fuck it. And rather than like overthinking or trying to make it too good or whatever you do when you're in the way of you, you just let it be exactly what it is as it is. Not for what's going to happen before or after it or anything else. Just action organically. Some of my best work, some of the best parts of myself have come from hitting that fuck it point, whether it was a good way that I hit it and got there or not. I'm almost there with the YouTube. 
I finally set up a channel. I didn't do anything other than change the profile picture to the Tunanishu logo. I didn't set up the camera or any lighting. I didn't even really go through the settings. I just took the right email and made a channel that's Tunanishu Podcast so that I will eventually get to making that happening. And to throw anyone tracking my failures off of my trail. And because I've been thinking about doing an art documentary, and I think this is a good step to start working on that as well. Or at the very least, I'd be gathering a lot of footage for it. And that's the end of the three pages of script that I had going into this that I may or may not have taken some detours from along the way, which means it's the end of the episode for this week, which means hopefully next week I'll be a little more on schedule, not deviating too much, but we'll see what happens. I had uh, work to do Sunday and today, Monday. This episode felt better than last week, though. 